Hey, you awesome folks. Thanks for taking this journey of discovery with your guide, Keith Haney. You're listening to the Becoming Bridge Builders podcast, your favorite podcast for everything from racial reconciliation to education innovation, justice reform, and leading change in the 21st century. This podcast is for people who love to be challenged with difficult topics, but want practical solutions to solve these challenging issues. Becoming Bridge Builders makes change possible. Each week on the podcast, Keith invites innovative thought leaders to share how they are building bridges in their area of expertise. You will hear breakthrough ideas and concepts that are changing the world. He's featuring guests who are best-selling authors, leaders at Microsoft, entrepreneurs, leading educators, professors, lawyers, and so many more. Listen in to learn how you can be the bridge to the change you are seeking. Is Anna Dury. Anna is a nationally board-certified health and wellness coach who has worked with hundreds of clients to help them achieve a life of confidence, wellness, and success. Along with multiple certifications, she earned a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's degree in integrative wellness coaching. Her master's capstone project was titled Health Coaching as an Effective Tool for Managing Stress and Anxiety. Annie is a certified in multiple modalities in integrated wellness coaching, life and success coaching, neuro-linguistic programming, clinical hypo- hypother- hypotherapy, and emotional freedom technique. Originally from New Jersey, she now calls beautiful San Diego her home. Annie is certified in multiple modalities, integrated wellness coaching, life and success coaching, neuro-linguistic programming, clinical hypotherapy, and emotional freedom technique. Originally from New Jersey, she now calls beautiful San Diego her home. We welcome Annie to the show. Powered by Riverside. Well, today we welcome Annie to the show. How are you doing today, Annie? Hi, doing great. How are you? I'm good. It's good to have you on. Happy to be here. Well, great. So I'm going to ask you an easy question to get you started. What's the best advice you've ever received? Mm, I would say don't take criticism from someone you'd never go to for advice. Oh, I like that. That one hit me hard when I learned it. It does free you up a little bit because there's some people who criticize you without any really desire to make you better. It's just they like to kind of tear you down. So, yes, and and there's a reason why there's something called constructive criticism. Right. It's not so much that you can't give feedback, but just regular criticism. Like I didn't ask for that. Don't don't come to me with that. <laughs> That's right. Unsolicited advice is never good. Uh- <laughs> Yes. I would have asked you if I wanted it. If okay, I value your opinion, so I would have asked you. Yeah. <laughs> I would have asked. Right. <laughs> so tell us something about yourself that most people don't know. Okay. So when I was 18, uh, my mom kicked me out of the house for getting a tattoo. Oh, wow. <laughs> and actually, actually, she was going to church that morning. So she she banged on my door like, and then I opened the door and she's like, get out. 
you have two hours I'm going to church. You have two hours. Pack your stuff. And I was like, all right, it is what it is. <laughs> so I guess it wasn't the name mother on your tattoo then. <laughs> actually, so my, actually, my mom is a strict Catholic, and it was rosary beads. Oh, and she still lost her mind. So I mean, she lost her mind. <laughs> well, yep. uh, not get a tattoo on your mom then. <laughs> I, oh my gosh, yeah, that would be interesting. Even though my one brother's covered in tattoos, but. We always say he's the favorite, so she she let him slide. There you go. Well, maybe you paved the way for him to get all his tattoos. You just never know. Right? I'm like, oh, you took all your anger out on me. I'll yeah, save the other go. kids. That's right. <laughs> That's so good. So, Andy, I'm curious about your journey. Who are some people in your life who inspired you or maybe served as a mentor for you? Um, so, so not so much a mentor, although there have been mentors in my life, I would say who inspires me the most to like be the woman I am to show up the way I do is my sisters. I'm, they're twins and I'm 12 years older than them and they rocked my world. I mean, when I met them, I was like, now I understand unconditional love. I totally get that now. And yeah. They're my they're my inspiration. Wow, that's so neat. Well, you have a shout out. Do you want to give them their name so you can give them a shout out on your pod, on the podcast? Sure. Shout out to Liz and Sarah Bear. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Doesn't know how much how important they were to your life. Those are always a neat experiences. We have those siblings who came along and inspired us and just from I guess I love that show of unconditional love was all about. That's just really neat. Yeah. Yeah, I I wish, I hope for everyone in this world to experience that. I hope for everyone in this world to have unconditional love for at least one person and for one person to have unconditional love towards them. I think we all deserve that. Yeah, we do. And it's so cool that, that, that God models that for us. <laughs> so it's nice. We, we, we know that person, what it looks like. <laughs> Ex- exactly. So I'm always curious. Tell us your personal story. How'd you get to where you are today? Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So I grew up in New Jersey. So Jersey girl. And I started studying psychology. I, I, I came from a very dysfunctional family. I mean, hence my mom kicking me out, right? <laughs> um, but also it is more common, I believe, to come from a dysfunctional family than it is uh, – healthy, loving, never dysfunction, never, um, like challenges. I, th- I think that's less common. So it, it was from being in this family that I, uh, oh, and I'm one of six kids. So if you grow in a, up in a house with eight people, <laughs> you learn a lot about life, mental health, uh, that nature versus nurture, almost like sometimes it doesn't matter what environment you grew up in, people are still different. And I started studying psychology and I was like, what is going on? OMG. Oh my, like, oh, oh, am I? (laughs) And while I was studying psychology, I learned the difference between therapy and coaching. And I was like, coaching is what I want. This is exactly what I want. Uh, And then 
I started studying coaching. Everyone made fun of me. No one encouraged my studies. They're like, you are straight crazy. This is not a job. This is a side gig. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And yeah, then I started studying coaches. I started uh, getting certifications. I got my master's in integrative wellness coaching. Again, everyone thinking I lost my mind. (laughs) And I... Yeah. And and I guess that's what, oh, and now I live in California. I live in San Diego. Well, that's not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little. (laughs) Oh, and I moved here by myself. I I didn't, I've never visited California. I didn't know anyone. And I just like got on a plane and moved here. Wow. (laughs) That's, that was brave. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. So how did that formulate your love of talking about wellness just kind of your your background. How did that lead you to what you do now in terms of the challenges of dealing with wellness and overcoming, you know, the problems that so many people have with wellness? Mm, I would say, I would say, so, so two of my brothers suffer from addiction. One has passed away because of his addiction and the other has been sober for about six years now. And when I learned the idea of um, the difference between someone who is struggling with their mental health and someone who's a bit further in their journey and has healed and has coped and ready for the next steps, that's, that's how I knew that there's different populations. We're all struggling in our own way, but that I wouldn't have the heart to serve other people to the best of my ability if it were to be in a therapy setting. I I hope that answered your question. No, it does. I could share the difference between coaching and therapy. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. (laughs) So what, what, as you, as you've done this wellness coaching, um, what have you found as be the biggest challenge most people are dealing with? Mm, I would say number one, asking for help and even acknowledging that they're struggling. So uh, a lot of times it comes with shame. So someone has tried to lose weight multiple times. Someone has wanted to write a book for the last 15 years. Um, um, Having to accept that their doctor gave them bad news and now they have to change their lifestyle, but they're so embarrassed about the lifestyle they've been living. So I would say speaking up that there is an issue, admitting to family and friends, you need a little extra help. So once people acknowledge they need help, how do you you help them overcome that? Mm -hmm. So I do something that's called the wellness wheel. Uh, Some people know it as the wheel of life. And it all starts with, well, so number one, asking for help. And number two, building awareness. So in this wellness wheel, imagine a pizza pie with different slices and you have financial, environment, physical, mental, uh, friendships, or excuse me, like social life. And I have people take take note, a, a rating of one through 10, one, I'm really struggling, 10, I'm optimal, and allowing them to realize this is where you are right now and this isn't permanent. So you may have thought that you were like, quote unquote, failing at all parts of life. But then when you take this rating, you realize, actually, there's one or two areas that I'm struggling with. And there's only one area right now that I actually care about. And I believe that brings people a lot of peace of mind by allowing that stage of awareness. 
does that is that awareness wheel kind of helping them to build confidence? Because I think most times, if you're struggling with something in the past, confidence plays a big role in whether you pr- mm-hmm. you continue to pursue on where you're going, the direction you're heading. So, how do you help them have confidence that you know I'm on the right track and I'm not as bad as I thought I was? Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now a word from one of our sponsors for Freedom Mobile. If you're using AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, then you're being tracked. Mobile providers collect your location, communications, internet, internet activity, even your financial transaction. They sell that data to anyone willing to pay for it and provide it to the government without a warrant. Switch to For Freedom Mobile, and you won't ever have to worry about Big Tech or Big Brother tracking you through your mobile phone again. For Freedom Mobile provides secure, unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data for just $29.99 a month, and it includes free internet roaming in over 200 countries. Sign up for the service by visiting vorfreemobile.com and using the promo code BRIDGEBUILDERS to get your first month for only $9.99. See forfreedommobile.com for details, just like the number four, freedommobile.com. You really hit the nail on the head. It really comes down to confidence. So, for example, if someone tells me their troubles is finances, what it comes down to is the confidence to overcome that challenge or your physical health, the confidence to tell yourself that, uh, number one, you are worth it. And number two, this will make a difference um, to my mental and physical health. So I um, uh, what I call them is like instant, <laughs> instant, whoo instant confidence builders. (laughs) Uh, And it's just three exercise. Number one, write down all the compliments that you've ever received. Family, friends, coworkers, strangers, every compliment. Some people, depending on where they are in their journey, say that they've never gotten a compliment before. Is that true? Maybe not. But when you're suffering and you really think that, who am I to tell them what, what has or hasn't happened in their life? So if that's the case, I tell them, reach out to family and friends and ask them. You do not have to say, give me a compliment, but you can say, where do you think are my strengths? What is a story? um, What's a story about me that, um, you know, brings a smile to your face? So uh, it's instant confidence builder because you're realizing there are so many people who are recognizing you, who do care about you. You are doing great. And I tell them to keep a running list on their phone. Um, the other one, the other exercise is writing down all of your achievements. And this does not mean that it that it has to be something such as graduating from school. It could be something as simple as um, usually I would never make eye contact with someone in line at a Starbucks. And today I looked up at someone, made eye contact and smiled. That's a huge win for introverts or someone who has low confidence and normally would never do that. And then I'll say the third one really quick. The third one is write a letter to your future self and celebrating their confidence. I am so proud of you for losing that weight and being, um, being confident at your wedding. I'm so excited and happy for you for being a great role model to your kids. I'm so happy and proud of you for publishing that book and writing as if your goals are already accomplished. Woo. <laughs> no, that's really good. I like that. Long-winded. I, no, you're, you did a good okay. job. Because I think we need to find those tools that help us to 
really put our life in perspective, we we can be really hard on ourselves. And like you said, to be able to step back and notice that, you know, there's there's some good here. There are, There's a lot of things I offer and I bring to the world. Because when you start thinking that you have nothing to offer to the world, it's a very demoralizing place to be. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Yes. Life is so much more difficult. So when challenges come up, the inability to cope is much more obvious. Yeah, definitely. You know, the other factor I think that stops us from from accomplishing who we could be is stress. And I see today that all all the stats, all the numbers, everything I see, the 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 tension in our society is all people are just so stressed out, especially coming out of COVID. Um what are some simple things you can do or you you have done as a, as a coach to help people deal with stress management? Um, so number one is a support system and asking the people around you for help. I know I already mentioned that, but um, I'll just give an example because it was really common, especially during COVID and shortly after moms, moms struggling with self-care, getting alone time overwhelmed with children, not feeling supported at home. So what we would do is look for a support system. So for example, finding a friend that also has kids and on Tuesdays for two hours, they get the kids. And then on Thursdays for two hours, you get all the kids, just these little things that allow people a break, but you have to ask for help in order to do that. Let your husband know, um, you know what, by Friday, I'm so beat and I can't put the kids to bed because I could barely keep my eyes open. And then Friday, he takes over that that um, role. Single dads, that's very, very difficult, especially if you have young gals because you've never been a young gal growing up. So um, joining a dad support group or um, being honest with your partner that or your ex-partner, I guess, that this is extra hard for you. So I would say that's a huge stress relief, knowing that there's other people who care and you're not alone. You you say something that comes up over and over again, and what I've heard so far is, number one, realize you need help, and two, ask for help. Uh, it, it sounds so simple, but it's something that we so often forget to do. Either Either pride keeps us from acknowledging that we have a problem, and then pride mm-hmm. stops us from, from asking other people to help us. A hundred percent. And I, and you totally hit the nail on the head of the idea of this is such a simple task, but simple and easy are different, right? People think simple equals easy, but it, but it doesn't. And also I have coached maybe five to 600 people and almost every single one of them start their conversations with me of I've wanted to get help for years. And this is my first time asking for it. Yeah, That's a big deal. So oftentimes a trauma or a crisis pushes us to get help. So what are some what are some warning signs as you know as with your clients maybe or someone listening at home um that they're 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 near those signs where they're might be about to break. What are some things they should keep in mind as they're really approaching what what you would call the danger zone? I would say feeling as if you're never rested enough. So you are either not sleeping like as much as you should, or you're sleeping too much. If you are calling out of work often, that's another warning sign. If you are getting angry or triggered easily, especially around your kids or partner, 
that's a warning sign. Um, how are you treating your body? Are you eating fast food every day and soda? Or are you drinking a lot of water and uh, trying to get greens in every day? Um, those are a lot of warning signs. How are you taking care of your body and how are you taking care of your mind? Uh, how much stimulating activity are you doing? Are you sitting at Netflix and binging? Um, and that's so common. How often are you on your phone? They call it doom scrolling. How often are you doom scrolling? Do you follow positive accounts? Are you following the girl from high school that you're jealous of who has a bigger house than you? Like, and their kids take better pictures. I don't know. There's so many things. Um, how much energy are you giving? How many times, how often are you ruminating on the negative past? Yeah, that's very, very helpful. Cause I think sometimes we don't notice the signs until we've hit a wall and then we have to get help. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, so many people, when they came to me during COVID and said, Annie, you know what? I've been struggling for a while. COVID exasperated every single challenge that I've had. And I no longer can even cope. And they got to their breaking point. So before people get there, um, <laughs> what is what is a good work-life balance that people should be shooting for? Ooh, I love this question. So when people come to me to talk about work-life balance, the first thing I address with them is a, it is a mindset shift. So um, the response would be, Take the word balance and throw that out and put in the word harmony. How can you have work-life harmony? Because at the end of the day, do you want to spend 50% of your life working? Do you want to spend um, 50% with your kids and 50% working? And again, after working with hundreds of people, I could think of one or two who really did want to work more than they wanted a social life. And these are two people climbing the corporate ladder, which to each their own, right? It's, it's not a, there's no right or wrong answer, but most people are saying, no, I don't want to spend half my life working. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> right. are you crazy? And I'm looking at them like, no, I'm not crazy. People who are trying to do it are. <laughs> that's a very good point. So that's, that's the number one. Um, and then building awareness around where are they spending their time? So, um, for example, um, you say you want to spend more time with your kids, but you are binging Netflix. You give your kid an iPad, you put them in their room, then you go into your room and you watch three seasons of The Bachelor. And then you say, you know, I never get time with my kids. I'm so burnt out. I'm not getting this family time. I don't know. I'm not giving them enough attention. They're acting out in school. Well, there was time but this is what you chose to do with it. So it's about making good choices with your time. Exactly. And <laughs> I, I didn't mention this part, but when I, um, when I start with them and I take that inventory, another big step that I do is identify their values. So if you identify family as your value, but you're not prioritizing them, uh, another example I give is if you say um, one of your values is loyalty, but you are with someone who has cheated on you multiple times and you work for a boss that constantly takes credit for your work. Well, of course, you're uneasy and you're not feeling great because you're not living congruent with loyalty. Yeah, you know, we sometimes have what we call aspirational values. 
because we, we don't live out those values. I always tell <laughs> my fun thing I always do with, with especially people I work with is I can tell your values by giving your checkbook and your and your calendar for a week. And I can tell you what your values are. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, my gosh. Is it OK that I like take that? And sure. Use that to teach people. <laughs> You, you hit the nail on the head so well. Oh my goodness. You just described what I take like five minutes to describe someone, that idea. So thank you for putting that so simply. (laughs) You're welcome. You can have that. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. It's not original, but it's, it's one of those things that because where you spend your money and your time is really what your values are. You may think that your values are something else, but if you don't, pay for that. I mean, if, you, if you don't spend your money there or spend your time there, it really isn't a value. It's aspirational. Now, you can make that a value, but it means you have to, like you just said, you have to change some behavior to make that an actual value. A hundred percent. You value financial security, but you're buying cigarettes and lottery tickets. Right. <laughs> and, and I don't mean to diss, but I just mean like one, you're actively killing yourself with cigarettes. And number two, you're holding on to something. You're throwing away 5 to $10 a day as opposed to saving 5 to $10 a day for that family vacation when you said you valued family as well. And when you win the lottery, t- chances are because you never really valued it, you will just squander it. <laughs> and there's, I mean, YouTube it. YouTube it. And you will see the, the sad stories of lottery winners. Who are broke <laughs> because they never yes. really value drugs, cars, and and um, houses is usually what they buy first. And did I say cars? And then lose first, right? I think you'll say drugs, car, and rock and roll, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, I'm curious. There are a lot of young people, especially high schools and college age students that are just struggling right now. If you had a piece of advice to give to this young generation, what advice would you give mm-hmm. them? Um, it would. And this is the same thing that I give adults, actually. Spend more time or spend all your time focusing on what you can control and release everything that you can not control. Yeah, I like that. Because you can be influenced so negatively by your surroundings. If people are controlling you by the social media crowd you hang out with, if they're shaping who your character is, what your priorities are, and letting them define who you are, it just destroys the real Mm -hmm. true character of who you are. I love that. Right. Destroys the true character. Another, Another tip that I give a lot of people is you are the sum of the top five people you hang out with. So you get to pick who you hang out with. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so don't don't hang out with <laughs> losers. <laughs> well, right. Don't hang out with a bully. Don't hang out with the kids who steal. Don't hang out with the kids who bully others. Um, the the other thing, and this is more for adults, is you are your financial uh, circumstances are similar to the top five people you hang out with. So if you're hanging out with broke, sick, unhappy people. Well, really, all you're doing is inviting that into your life. Right. I had to change all my <laughs> friends now. Uh, no. <laughs> Just kidding, friends. Uh... <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
<laughs> so I'm curious, Andy, is it what are you working on now you want to share with the audience? Ooh, actually, I'm so excited. Right now, I'm working on VIP days. So usually I would do a three-month program, but a lot of people I work with are busy, and, and dedicating three months to something is a big deal. And most people, as you know, are looking for more instant results. So I do a VIP day, and the big things we concentrate on is goal setting, time management, stress management. And in less than seven hours, we deep, we dive deep into these areas. It's meant to um, boost, boost someone's life and get their, I, I say another word, but get their stuff together in one day. Sure. I like that. <laughs> well, blessings on that sounds like a really exciting pro- proposition for people to kind of be able to get their life together in a short period of time. Yeah, because I'm sure you've had those conversations where you talk to someone and they get you so excited and you're like, oh, and gee, I'm just like, I don't want to say reborn because obviously, you know, that's a strong phrase, but I'm looking at life in a different lens. This is so exciting. So that's what I want to provide people. Yeah, because that goes back to what we talked about early on in the podcast and that builds confidence and confidence can become momentum to life change. So I like that you're finding a way to get confidence levels up quicker. Yes, you hit the nail on the head. Yep. Full circle. Woo! That's right. <laughs> so I love asking my guests this question. What legacy do you want to leave for the world? Mm. I want people to understand the idea of empowerment of independence. That you really need to stop looking outside for um, validation. That it really is in you. I like that. Because if you think about it, God has put that inside of us and uniquely created us to be that person. And no one else has to tell, define that for you. God's already defined it in advance for you. Right. So that's why another reason that leads to stress and unease is you're looking for it in other places. Right. Of course, you know, it's it's as if you're cheating off of someone's test. Right. Right. Like keep your eyes on your own paper. You have the answer within like, are you sh- right? And you're assuming they're smarter than you. And so- <laughs> that's an, that's another great reason. Right. 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 And now your grade is determined on their grade. Right. Come on. Come on, people. So you have to cheat off two people's paper. Hope one of them is right. No. <laughs> right. You're just like taking a poll of the class. Right. Who has a. That's right. right. Who has a. So, Annie, anything I have. Oh, oh, mm -hmm. no. No. Or just the idea of even if you are copying everyone's, that means you're not original. Right. I mean, the answer is the answer. So maybe this isn't the best example, but let's say an art project, right? You don't want it to turn out like everyone else in the room. And can you really be proud of something that you didn't accomplish? Another reason that leads to disease, stress, and unhappiness because you don't feel accomplished. Right. You feel like you cheated your way through life. Yeah. And Which, you'd have to be like a real sociopath to be okay with. Right. <laughs> cheated your way through life. <laughs> so anything I haven't asked you that I should have asked you? Ooh. I I mean, I covered a lot. I'm feeling really good about the, <laughs> the things that I shared. 
<laughs> well, that's great. I guess also, um, this is just for uh, people, I guess, like looking outside of themselves of the idea of check in on your friends, check in on your happy friends too. We're all, we're, a, a lot of people are struggling and a simple thinking about you text can really go a long way. Yeah, that's important because we, there are a lot of people who are struggling we don't see because they put on a happy face every day, but back and behind they're not the asking scenes, for help. Yeah, not asking for help because they haven't come to realize they need help yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one other tip. <laughs> this is <laughs> now that you asked, um, uh, this is a little off, but especially for younger people, go into your social media and either one delete it, right? If you don't have a business, like if I, I was off social media for three years, the only reason I got back on was because it was hindering my business. But if you can't get off of social media, unfollow every single account that doesn't make you happy. Every single account. Um, and they will change your life overnight. Well, I'll have half the accounts on there if I do that. <laughs> right. If people That's don't right. want to do that, right. Because <laughs> it would fix their fake friend, friend list. Yeah. Right. I like that. Yeah. I have a lot of work to do later. I got to get, go. <laughs> get on it. I've heard no. a lot of people. Uh, so, Annie, where can people find you and connect with you on social media? Now that you mentioned social media. Now that I mentioned it. Um, I would say Facebook. Facebook, just um, that would be a great one. LinkedIn as well. But I don't want to overwhelm people with reaching out. So they can go to Facebook. <laughs> If they want you for a coach, how can they find you for coaching? Um, They should go right to my website. I have a lot of free resources on there. So, for example, um, a a 100 plus page wellness manual. That's free. It's a download. I think uh, a lot of people could benefit from it. Cool. Well, Annie, thank you so much for this conversation and blessings on what you do as you encourage people to live their best self. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Becoming Bridge Builder. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help support the podcast, please subscribe and share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at bkeithhaney and on Getter and Twitter at Rev Headpin, or on his website at alightbreaksthrough.org. Thanks again, and tune in next time.